0: Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish media, all rights reserved. All characters during the show, such as Donatella Iglesias, Jimmy Coconuts, and Tyler Jerry are copywritten and are satirical. Any similarity to any person's living or dead is completely coincidental. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man...
1: I take pride in the words, Ish bin Ein. Science, science, <laughs> science.
0: I know the human being and science can coexist peacefully. This, without finding. Petri Dish.
1: Welcome to Petri Dish. My name's Nate. I'm Sean. Last week, we discussed some of the most remarkable aspects of cephalopods, but they've been around for 550 million years. There's a lot of really incredible things about all sorts of and squids, octopuses, uh, I, the octopuses and squids that we haven't talked about yet.
0: Yeah, so this episode is going to be more like a survey of a few cool specific species of octopus and squid and, and all those jabronis. So everyone should just strap themselves in to learn a little bit about these weirdos of the, of the ocean.
1: Woo! hey, guys, Nate Dog's back. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. You changing your name? Like, is this officially a thing where you're not Nathan anymore? You're Nate? Well, during PE, I was known by many things, right? Oh, okay. yeah. I was Nate the Great. Yep. I was Nate Dog. I was... No name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was the boy in the sand alone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I went by many aliases. Yeah,
0: you were like Prince. You had like a symbol for your name and all that kind of shit. Yeah, just like a frowny face. I Actually, I remember I went to college and I called home one time and mom picked up. And I was like, hey mom, can I talk to Nathan? She was like, who? <laughs> oh, you mean mate. And I was like, I mean my brother!
1: Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Did I go by Nate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You had decided that you were now going to be Nate for a while. That's funny, because in my personal mythology, I feel like Nate is always too jockey for me, right? Like, Nate, Nate catches footballs. That's why I was astonished that yeah. you had decided
0: to change your name to Nate after being Nathan for so long. Well,
1: yeah, you had that brief Sancho period. Yeah,
0: well, that wasn't my fault. That was Spanish class. Yeah. Anyway, I'm very sorry. To everybody. Let's start out with some octopuses. Yeah? So I don't know if you knew this, but all octopuses are actually venomous, but typically not in the kind of way that can hurt people. Like they can use it for some defenses against some kind of animals and they can use it to... uh, So
1: wait, a toxin can only hurt some things and not other things? Yeah. Oh shit.
0: And also like the dosage can matter, right? So sometimes octopuses will use their venom to kill or stun clams and stuff like that. There are certain kinds of octopuses that can sort of drill through clam shells and then like shove their venom in. Jesus. And then the clam will kind of get stunned and sort of relax itself open so the octopus can eat it easier. Oh my God. It'll relax itself open? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. But there is a particular kind of octopus, the blue ringed octopus, which is an exception in that it can kill people. Right. It produces tetrodotoxin, which is the one that pufferfish use. Right. Right. The one that uh, Homer Simpson thought he ate, right? Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. He thought he was dying
1: from it in Korea when I was there. It was like every fucking street block, like in the rich district. I uh-huh. didn't go to poor Korea, okay? <laughs> but it, in the in in <laughs> Gangnam, Gangnam mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. Like every block would have some big multi story building that have a big ass puffer fish, and it would be like high end sushi. And I wasn't sure if like because if literally all the places that advertised with a puffer fish had puffer fish. Every sushi place in Korea has fugu, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Is it really that good?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess Koreans they like spicy food. They like hot shit, man. But we're allowed to say this because we're half Korean. Yeah. But uh, maybe just like Koreans like being on the edge of their seat. It's Could like, be. I mean, I, honestly, I don't know if does it does it
0: even taste good, or is it just the danger?
1: Stacy, is fugu good? I
0: don't know I've never tried. Shit. Shit. All right. Well, All right. we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Anyway, Why is it
1: called tetro? Is it like four?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know why it's called tetrodotoxin. That's a good question. It definitely... Well, it has the tech part, but it's not tetra. I don't know. Okay, cool. Um, so,
1: wait, wasn't... Isn't there also, like, the Portuguese Man of War or something? Doesn't that also, like, fuck people? Isn't that, like, super toxic or something? Oh, that's a jellyfish. Yeah, <laughs> well, so... <laughs> yeah, holy shit. <laughs> There's these new hornets. <laughs>
0: oh, fuck. Uh, actually, the, the Portuguese Man of War is technically not even a jellyfish, Oh, it's related. It's a Nidarian, but it's a Hydrazoan in that it's a it's a colony creature. Like what you see as one man of war is actually a bunch of different things living mm. together as a colony.
1: I think Nidarians are the elves in the east past the Sea of Rune. I think you're mixing up words. <laughs> <laughs> they decided to go east instead of west during the Awakening. Uh, okay. So, so Nidarians are the, the they're
0: jellyfish, hydras, and Portuguese man of war. Although it's interesting that you brought them up because there is a kind of octopus, the blanket octopus, that actually is not able to be affected by the Portuguese man-of-war sting. Oh shit. So it'll actually go up to Portuguese man-of-war colony things, rip off tentacle arms. Wow. And then use those as like as like whip <laughs> weapons <What? laughs> yeah. to like to defend itself basically, um
1: using this man-of-war's stingers. The name for the Portuguese man-of-war is really apt then, right? yeah i guess well because like portugal <laughs> was like hey spain look at all these new places i conquered me, it was like ha! <laughs> fuck you bitch <laughs> i guess that's true uh well the you know the irony about that is like i feel like i've always felt like that was true and then you look and you're like brazil is mad portuguese right like yeah east timor like all these places and it is kind of one of those things you're like why didn't spain just like conquer portugal at some point and just take Brazil? i mean although they actually tried and, like, basically what happened is, like, a bunch of Portuguese people went to Brazil and waited it out. And space people were like, fuck. <laughs> 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 this is going to be way harder than I thought. That's interesting. Yeah. Is Portugal, like, at all separated from Spain geographically? Is there, like, a mountain range or something that makes I it hard to deal with? There's some rivers and some mountains. Like, it's kind of a mountainous peninsula in general, really. But, like, I think the bigger deal was that it was like more culturally distinct than i think we realize now cuz they you know they're all they're all southern honkies but like but like back then they were pretty distinct and so there was a brief period of unification and then portugal was like actually fuck spain <laughs> <laughs> and spain was like yeah fuck you guys too
0: very sensible cool. so that same octopus the blanket octopus that likes to grab pieces of the man of war also can break off its own arms to escape predators sort of like lizard tails wow you're know just I mean? like
1: this is a very Strange octopus, it's sadomasochistic. It's,
0: it's very, very army. It, it, it break off its own arms, rip off arms from the Portuguese man of war. Is that an army thing? Uh, arm, arm.
1: Oh, e. oh. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, I don't remember that in Rambo. <laughs> I don't remember doing
0: that. Uh, no, it's, it, it's a BTS army thing. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I'm sorry, everybody. All right. There's also a different kind of octopus, like a whole group of octopuses called Argonauts. And Argonauts are these kind of weird uber octopuses that create this kind of paper shell sort of thing. And so they end up looking kind of like uh, Nautilus. Yeah, Nautilus being the big shells, right? And then the little... kind
1: of Yeah, coming out of the side. yeah.
0: so I think we're going to talk about some Nautiluses a little bit later in the episode. But basically, Argonauts, they're just octopuses that secrete out this kind of really thin sort of shell.
1: Right, like how a hermit crab... Is a crab, <laughs> but it's in a shell. God, thank you, Nathan. Wow, that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that. like, Bringing your A game this episode. <laughs> like RuPaul. It's a man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, shit. just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Um, so, their octopuses in that they have eight tentacles and yeah. shit, uh, and they use their shell to house their eggs. Yeah. And so, in that sense, only the ladies make this shell. So, so the so guys are just flipping, flapping. Yeah, and they're also way smaller. The ladies are much, much bigger. They're like five times bigger than the dudes. Why the fuck are they called argonauts? Is it because they got a helmet?
1: What it's what does stupid? argonaut
0: mean in the first place?
1: Uh oh, you got me. <laughs> 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 no, I mean like I don't know what like what the Greek roots mean, but I thought an argonaut was just like a broski who like sailed and fought with Jason, right? To like fuck up some bitches and like do some cool questing and all sorts of. Wackadoodle stuff in the Eastern Mediterranean, right? Yeah. You know, I thought maybe it had something to do with
0: like, like that Argonaut was maybe a word similar to like sailor or something like that. It's got not nautical. So, like, I think if I remember correctly, I'm kind of hazy on this etymology. I did read about it. I think maybe it's because their shell looked sort of like a sail. Oh, they're kind of white and their shape. Is not like a nautilus shell, which is like super curvy, right? Like, right. It, it, it's a little bit sort of flatter and maybe looks a little bit like a sail on a ship. That's cool. So, yeah, I think that's where they got their names.
1: Is there like a delicacy in Chinese medicine? Like, do they take the <laughs> shell and then grind it? <laughs> it would not surprise me. <laughs> hey, do octopuses have any cool diseases? I know this is not like the segment to talk about that, but like, you know, like bats got corona. Like, do octopuses have any weird stuff? So, I'm certain...
0: That they do have stuff that infects them. The sea in general is just, like, yeah, chock full of viruses. I was irises. about
1: to ask. Why isn't
0: everything always sick in the ocean? Uh, a lot of things do get sick and die in the ocean. Damn. Um, but, I, you know, I will say that different things basically develop their own levels of immune resistance right
1: but even though there's all that sickness they don't go into quarantine they're brave ocean americans (laughs) (laughs) okay get out there and support your local businesses (laughs) like an (laughs) octopusy, like a jellyfish hashtag open it up (laughs) open up the ocean (laughs) (laughs) oh man no but i mean i actually am kind of genuinely curious about that why are things in the ocean like alive so good <laughs> even if there's like such easy transmission of parasites and viruses and bacteria where it's like one thing hops from a bat to a pangolin to a human and we're like oh fucked. why is the ocean do they just have stronger immune systems in the ocean or like well
0: i think that they definitely have some immune system stuff going on that's okay. true but i think there's also things to consider like population density. Right. And how much volume there is in the ocean.
1: Interesting. So, like, if you're a solitary octopus, even if there's viruses flowing all over the ocean, you, like, bam, bam, wabadoodle, just hitting the virus. Kind of low. A lot of ocean.
0: I mean, even for us, the the things about, like, pangolin or bat viruses jumping into humans has to do with us interfacing with them. Right. Right. Like, it's because we're moving into these areas where there are... More opportunities for uh, us to mix it up with bats, right? And we live in these cities with this big density and everything like that, right. right? So that's part of the reason why we see diseases
1: hopping around, right? You put an octopus in the middle of New York City, yeah, it's got problems. That dude's got gonorrhea now. <laughs> that <dude's> got gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just to recap, real quick, so argonauts are a type of octopus, though.
0: Yeah, they're an octopus where the
1: lady octopus will make this cool sort of fake shell situation. So why are ladies and humans pretty similar looking in us, and then they're like pretty different in other animals? Don't answer that. Listen to our earlier episode (laughs) on animal sexuality and human sexuality.
0: Yeah, boy, I don't know if we talked that much about differences between...
1: What's the term for that? Polydimorphosexualism? Yes.
0: Yes. Actually. I don't think it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a sexual dimorphism. Okay, there we go. And yeah, the Argonauts show it a lot. Whereas with a lot of other octopuses, there isn't necessarily always sexual dimorphism in encephalopods.
1: Sean, stop distracting us. Okay, so we talk about octopuses. We talk about Argonauts. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the thing that has always symbolized my marriage. True love. Delicious, delicious when dried and slaughtered. Cuttlefish. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hey, guys, this is Nathan and Sean from Petri Dish. We've got a lot of new listeners recently. And first, we'd like to thank all of you guys for joining us. We're very happy to have you in the Petri Dish community. And also, we've got a favor to ask from you.
0: Yeah, we would really love it if you guys could head over to podchaser.com or on iTunes or the Google Play Store and leave us a review and a rating so that we can kind of get the word out there. More people will be able to come and listen to our show.
1: Yeah, we're happy that you guys found us. And let's try to get even more people into the Petri dish fold or the Petri dish Petri dish. You know, our show takes
0: a lot of work to put together. We do a lot of research that goes into it. Nathan writes up stuff. Stacy puts in a lot of work producing out all of the garbage that we, <laughs> that we record in the first place. And all of that work takes a lot of time and effort. And so we would also appreciate it if you take the next step and head over to patreon.com slash petri dish.
1: You can, of course, be a fool and give us like a million dollars a month, but it goes as low as a dollar a month. It would really help us produce the best possible version of Petri dish. So guys, again, thank you so much for joining us. Ich bin ein Science. So, guys, if you watch Blue Planet like I have, you know cuttlefish have crazy fuck parties and, like, are, like, tricky. Mm. But there's other cool things about cuttlefish besides the fact that they're delicious. Sean, what can cuttlefish do? Yeah, so along with octopuses,
0: cuttlefish actually detect chemicals through their suckers. So that means that they're always kind of tasting the
1: water, right? So why don't we just, like, whenever we need to, like, track chemicals in a building, like asbestos or something, why don't we just, like, fill it with water, throw, like, a cuttlefish in there? And be like where is it wow (laughs) and then he could be like taste it be like it's in here (laughs) incredible (laughs) i've answered my own question yeah that was beautiful (laughs) okay so they could taste chemicals through their suckers
0: yeah and so you can actually see like little videos of if there's like a spurt of some kind of noxious chemical into the water right like you guys
1: don't know because it's a visual format but when sean says spurt he looks so good (laughs) (laughs) sean Okay. Also, cuttlefish use a propulsion system. Well, they got fins. They're the bases of JPL. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cuttlefish got fins, right? They can do that cool hovering sort of thing that they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they, they don't have to use their jet propulsion system.
1: This is where do. DARPA got the idea. God damn is There was this engineer who was swimming in the ocean, and he saw the... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he was like, oh shit, I bet we could make a jet plane out of that. God damn. Same with how the spruce goose... Comes from when Howard Hughes saw this goose trying to carry a whole spruce tree. (laughs) And he was like, I bet I can make that fly. Holy shit.
0: You got a whole thing going on today. That was golden. It was pretty good. Okay. (laughs) Cuttlefish are actually decapods. I got 10. Right. They got 10 of them. That took me... That was really hard for me. Oh, really? I had to be like, decade, (laughs) decimal. (laughs) Well, so that means that they're actually nestled in amongst various species of squid. Okay. And actually further away from octopuses. Okay, cool. Okay. But they're actually some of the best examples of camouflage abilities. Right. Encephalopods. Does it work the same? Yeah, fundamentally it works the same, but they do have a lot of the capabilities related to those, like a... Iridophores and everything like that that we're talking about last time. Right. um, A lot of those are really kind of more specific to octopuses and cuttlefish and kind of less to squids in general. Right. And so they're some of the best camouflage agents. And they might use that color
1: kind of patterning language to communicate with each Mm. other. So guys, so far we've talked about octopuses and cuttlefish, super smart creatures, very sexy. Let's talk about their idiot bullshit cousin. I'm talking like the Lenny of the Georgian Lennies, right? Like these, these next animals, they're always come, but like cuddling the rabbits, killing the rabbits. A little too much cuddling. Nautiluses. Yeah. Very ancient morons.
0: Right. So Nautilus dudes are cephalopods that have this exterior shell. And they're sort of very deep branch of the cephalopod class, okay, and that they split off a long time ago compared to octopuses and
1: squids. It's like how the really dumb kid at first grade got held back. <laughs> and everyone else got to move on. Wow, shit. <laughs> You're the same age, but he's in first grade.
0: <laughs> so so maybe 330 million years ago or something, we that's, had this like, kind of division. It's a lot of first grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been held back a while. Yeah. Um, and so they do have these very cool shells that they kind of used to help with sort of their buoyancy system so there's
1: like kind of gas in there that helps them right. sort of be at a certain level in the ocean it's interesting it's kind of like the curse of natural resources for saudi arabia where they have too many camels and so they don't need to develop other resources because they can just trade camels on the International OPEC Camel Exchange, right? <laughs> but these guys, Nautiluses, because their shells are so nice, they're fucking stupid, right? They never developed their eyeballs or their iridiforce. Uh, yeah. That's Idris Elba cells. Right. They never developed any of their other capacities.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's entirely possible. That One of the things that we talked about in the last... Cephalopod episode was about the evolution of intelligence and how it might have been sort of spurred by the internalization of the shell in these other species. But basically, they have, like you were saying, very simple eyes, much more like a pinhole camera. So they don't have a lens to focus with, which is a characteristic that's shared by a lot of other very simple eyes, but not... The other cephalopods. Right.
1: right, They have pretty cool eyes. Right. Yeah. uh, Very good lenses. Sexy cameras.
0: Yeah. Very similar to our cameras today. They use jet propulsion like a lot of other
1: cephalopods. And back fucking a thousand tentacles.
0: Yeah, yeah. Back when they first evolved, it seemed like they were like the main badass predator. Like when they came onto the scene in the Cambrian, they were like fucking really good at what they did. Right. And they had kind of huge explosive radiation of like species. Yeah, it's like
1: John Travolta. And when he blew <laughs> up in the scene, it was like, change the game. You thought John Tra- you make Saturday Night Fever now? It's not going to play the same. True. Yes. So their brains definitely seem to be
0: less complex than other cephalopods, especially octopuses. But they do have the ability to form short and long-term memories. And actually studying Nautilus intelligence has taught us really interesting things about short and long-term kind of like encoding Mm. So one of the things that you can do with Nautilus is, is you can teach them to, like, associate stuff. Like, if you shine a light and then you give them some food, you know, after a while, next time you shine the light, they'll sort of get ready for food. Mm. Right? Sort of kind of like a Pavlovian associated learning thing. Yeah. Right? The thing is that they kind of remember that short term for, like, 30 minutes. Okay. And then after 30 minutes, they kind of forget. Right? That's like, their memory's not that great. But the thing is... If you wait longer, like six hours later, and then do the light thing again, they'll remember it again. And it's because it's because they have short-term memory and long-term memory they because don't have good don't, they don't overlap.
1: That's weird. So their
0: short-term memory takes time to get encoded in their long-term memory neurons. God. And so you actually have this gap period. Between 30 minutes and 6 hours where they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then 6 hours to 24 hours, they remember. And then after 24 hours, they don't remember anymore because their long-term memory is still dog shit. Jesus. Yeah, so you can still learn some pretty cool stuff. I mean, obviously to us, I wouldn't count that as intelligent. (laughs) Right, right, right. But it it is cool to see a kind of more separated short and long-term. Like for us, we sort of think of those things as sort of like amorphous terms where it's like how short a short-term Right, for them,
1: they really have like... Pretty exact. Yeah, very very distinct, yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Okay, guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the most delicious of all these creatures, the infamous squid. The following is an actual advertisement. Do you love role-playing or tabletop games? Do you love Monster of the Week shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Supernatural? Do you wish you could find a podcast that combines all of those things? Well, look no further. Thornvale is a narrative-driven actual play podcast following three monster hunters as they fight to keep a small town in Florida safe from the creatures that threaten it. It's full of action. So do you actually say that? Yes, I'm actually going to say that. Be like, I'll distract him, you get him. And so I'm going to try- Okay, Bjorn, how are you going to get him? Um. Comedy? I just got this image in my head, now this is me, not Sammy, of this dragon that was collecting materials for a chicken farm. (laughs) 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 And truly awful dice rolls. Nope, another three. That's that's my my second three in a row. Oh my gosh. We're killing this thing. If that sounds like it's up your alley, then look us up wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, guys, we're back. Now, if you're like me and you're a fan of They Might Be Giants, you've always known squids can fight whales. Now, it turns out there's many types of squids, and they live in many parts of what we call Earth. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. Land squids, ice squids, mountain squids, Mongolian squid. I've actually been
0: thinking a lot about They Might Be Giants recently because I started listening back through their discography. It's been a long quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah gone... Like from
1: the very beginning, like da, 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 that's that. Like going way back.
0: I've been going through the discography, but like not listening necessarily to full albums, just like kind of going back through, enjoying it. You know, the song Mammals is what made Sean want to be a scientist. Well, I don't know about that, but I do like that song. Anyway, okay, so squids, like you were saying, you know, they're this category of cephalopod. They're actually a super order grouping mm. called decapodiforms, okay? okay, in that they're things that have ten arms. They have eight sort of regular arms and then two really long tentacles, Huh. right, which is why they're called decapods is because eight plus two, right? And so technically cuttlefish are a kind of squid in that sense because they're also decapods, but I kind of like separating them because cuttlefish kind of have their own thing going on and they're kind of thought to be particularly intelligent and right. to talk to each other and stuff like that. So, you know the
1: motherfuckers, not that smart. Well, <laughs> well actually, so, that, I mean, before we hop into specific squid stuff, how much of our last week's episode on octopuses relate to squids, right? So how intelligent are they? Uh, do they have camouflage? What are their eyeballs like?
0: Yeah, so different squids will have different sort of you son of a bitch.
1: Well, it's just squid <laughs> is a really big category. Right right? right, right, And it's
0: bigger than octopuses. Right. It's and a, much bigger than cuttlefish.
1: It's a super order.
0: Right. And right. so because of that, some squids will have more ability to camouflage than others. Right. Pretty much all of them have the chromatophore organs in their skin to be able to change some colors. Mm. But not all of them have as big an ability as like octopuses and cuttlefish do to like really blend into their environment. Right. Right. And then otherwise, you know, octopuses are some of the best-studied cephalopods in terms of their brain organization. And octopuses have, like, the biggest brains when it comes to intelligence. But we'll get into giant squids a little bit later, I think. Well, we'll mention them at least. But one of the things that we talked about last week is that giant squids, because they're giant, their nerves actually end up being really giant, too. Right. Big enough that you can, like, see them with your eyes without using a microscope. Damn. And some of that is so that they can send action potentials to, like, flee predators or something really quickly without having the myelin sheets that we talked about. When you don't have the myelin, your signal slows down unless you have really big neurons. Jesus. So, it's a really diverse group, so we're
1: just going to kind of do a grab bag of some fun ones. Okay. So, jet propulsion. Yeah. Some of these motherfuckers do crazy shit with jet propulsion. Again, the inspiration for Nazis.
0: <laughs> and, and the <laughs> yeah
1: and Werner von Braun or whatever Yeah, <laughs> they flying did, squids in concentration camps they do these disgusting experiments on squid innocent squid <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh boy anyway okay so
0: there's actually a number of species that have sort of like flying in the name of flying squid and the thing is that squids will actually launch themselves out of the water
1: into the air do and sort of birds? travel some distance that's how Amelia Earhart went down is squids got in her propeller? ramp. Yes. <laughs> like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so a lot of times, what they're doing is they're escaping some kind of ocean predator, right? Right. Something swimming towards them, and they go up towards the surface. And a lot of times, the surface for a lot of fish and stuff like that is kind of a dead end. But in the case of these squids, they'll actually jet themselves out of the water. And the cool thing is, based off of sort of how they fly through the air, it looks kind of like they're actually. Not just randomly out in the air. So, for example, whales and shit, right, will sometimes jump out of the water.
1: Right, but they're just kind of jumping out of the water.
0: Right, they're just popping out and then they fall back in. It's, like, fun. They're they're messing around. These guys are fucking flying. Yeah, so it does kind of seem like they have a little bit of ability to kind of control where they go and stuff like that. They can, like hold their tentacles
1: a certain way and like, sort of have, like, their flappy little fin parts like, right. sort of aimed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> is pretty You crazy. should make an anime. That's about, like, the first squid to leap. <laughs> right? All the other squids are like, that's where the barrier is. No one can go there. And the other squid was like, I will fly. Let's have Griffin animate it. Yeah, Let's boom. make him do that. Ski! And just, like, <laughs> pops out of there. And some really cute female squid is like, I'll die, ski.
0: <laughs> boom. So, so we got those flying dudes, but speaking of, you know, sort of fins on squids, there's a squid called the big fin squid. Okay. And I would highly suggest that our listeners, this is not a visual medium, I would highly suggest that our listeners Google a picture of big fin squid. They're like if you took a daddy long legs and made it real big. (laughs) They are some alien looking shit. Okay. And so they are in the deep water, which means that, you know, if you were down there for some reason, everything's dark. And then all of a sudden you shine a light around a corner and you see this, like, fucking scary alien thing yeah. hanging out. They are really weird looking. It's um, like if
1: you took Tilda Swinton and made her a squid. Wow. You know, right? Like, kind of. I, <laughs> <laughs> see, now you see it. Well, <laughs>
0: anyway. So, unlike most squids, most squids have eight arms that are sort of a shorter length. And then two arms that are those really long tentacles, right? right. But... The big fin squids actually, all of their arms are the same length. Okay. And they're all long and like freaky looking, like you were saying, daddy long legs style. Sure. And they just kind of go along the ocean. Right. So most cephalopods in general are predators, right? Right. They'll actually hunt out food. But big fin squids probably use their super long arms to kind of like just drag along the ocean floor. And just kind of pick up any kind of shit that's hanging right. out on the ocean floor for eating.
1: Dude, I dueled with an octopus once.
0: Have
1: Did you ever? Du- dueled? Yeah, like, I challenge you to a duel. Whah! Like, I dueled an octopus. What were you fighting over? Well, it was in Korea. I mean, over who gets to eat what, right? Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> like I, put, I was, I was, uh, I was a little asshole. I was like my hand in a tank, and I was like outside a Korean restaurant in Korea, and I was like poking one, mm-hmm. and then it like grabbed me and started trying to eat my finger with its beak, and I was like, ah, I was like throwing it around. I was nice. like, get off of me! Nice. <laughs> uh, Sounds like it was winning. Neither of us won. I think in the end, <laughs> no one ate anybody. <laughs> All right, fair enough.
0: Speaking of deep sea squids. That's also where the giant and colossal squids hang out.
1: So why is it easier for really big things to live where it's... where there's even more pressure? Uh, Like, all the big shit goes real deep. And it's like, why? There's less food and there's more pressure. Hmm.
0: I don't totally know. I don't totally know. Why are you even here than Mr. There there, there is... You're right that there is this idea of, like, deep-sea gigantism. That's, like, an idea that's out there. I guess Uh, there's a bunch
1: of other small things though in the deep ocean it's just the big things are so fucking big that it's like what the fuck well it is
0: true that like a lot of the stuff that's alive in the deep sea are like really really small stuff like copepods and like these little tiny like planktony kind of
1: fucks right right
0: and giant and colossal squids can travel up and down the sea column right like right. they don't just hang out in the super depths right they'll also kind of come up higher and everything like that it's the same with like sperm whales that eat them right Sperm whales will hang out plenty of the time, not in the murky deeps. Right, sure. But in any case, we talked about giant and colossal squids in our extremophile episode, which I think people should try to check out. They're really big, you know, 30 to 40 feet long. They have gigantic eyes to check up any kinds of like little bits of bioluminescence that prey might be sending off. Right. So they can kind of track them down really well. And one thing that we did not mention in the Extremophile episode, which people should listen to, has to do with mating for giant and colossal squids. And one of the reasons why I didn't talk about it last time is because there's not that many papers on it. It's hard to observe these dudes in their natural environment. Right. But one of the things that we have pieced together, usually from, like, corpses that we'll find, is that it seems like giant squid dudes will sort of inject sperm jelly into the skin of lady giant squids.
1: Well, I mean, that's just like people. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's surprising but, me. like, kind of anywhere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I just saw a documentary on the fundamentalist Latter-day Saints Church in Arizona. Oh, boy. That's what they do. You're really going to do it, huh? <laughs> the prophet go, bloop. <laughs> make, like, lots a little more. I don't wins. know if
0: the FLDS wants this, wants this fight. But Luckily, okay. they're not, like,
1: way into podcasts. <laughs> I'm telling you, check it out on the A&E documentary on Hulu. So I think what's crazy about this is (laughs) the episode's called Sperm
0: Jelly. They're kind of just like, they're popping it into squid skin. But I don't know how it gets from where they inject it to, like, the eggs. Because the, it's not like, I mean, I don't know. The The
1: electron transport chain. (laughs) (laughs) The ion, the sperm go through the ion. (laughs) Is it like...
0: They have really bad aim and most of the time it doesn't do anything or does like... pretty funny idea. Does like the lady squid just sort of like keep it and then like grab it when it wants it later or like, you know, how how does all of that work? It's still kind of mysterious, but it's definitely the case that it seems these giant squids are just kind of interesting. It sounds like something
1: Ruth Benedict wrote was like, and then the tribe keeps the pouch of sperm jelly. (laughs) The woman takes it when she wants. Ruth Benedict. Who's that? She was an important early anthropologist slash pervert. Just kidding about the perfect part. Just joking. Oh, okay. There okay. actually is a, a great tradition of French perversion in anthropology. Sure. A great HBO documentary called Secrets of the Tribe. But like French anthropologists would keep little little packets of sperm jelly <laughs> <laughs> later for nourishment. Yeah. Well,
0: that's a bummer. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So another deep sea squid is Octopoe... Nope. I don't actually know how to say that Just name Just say delitron. Octa Octopoe... Teuthis deletron. Octo- wow, really
1: Octopoteothis deletron.
0: That was great. <laughs> Even though it's got octopo in it, which is annoying, these are actually squids, not octopuses. Weird. Um, Do they have eight of anything? Well, they probably have eight sort of regular-sized right. arms. But they're unusual amongst squids because they actually have penises, more or less. They have these uh, sort of appendages that deposit sacks of sperm. Mm and they're sort of down in the dark. There's not a lot of other squids around. It's like
1: being in the mud and Woodstock. Yes. You have set your jizz where you want to. You, you don't know who you're with. Right.
0: Whatever. Right. It's just a bunch of bodies having a good time. Right. Okay? Except in this case, it's not even a bunch of bodies. It's kind of sparse down there. So it's kind of like whoever you run into, these groovy squids... They're just tossing sperm packets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're just like, here you go, buddy. Yeah, like
1: hacky sacks in a college campus in 1994. Exactly. They,
0: and they are not giving a shit about it. So you <laughs> will find both male and female squid with these little sperm packets stuck on them.
1: <laughs> so what is the exterior of a sperm packet that gives it its cogency? Yeah, it's kind of like a mucusy. It's sort of a mucus with sperm in it. It's beautiful how the more we talk about the life, the more we understand it and can relate to it. <laughs> That's how I am. Uh, uh, wow, that's a bummer. <laughs> I didn't want to hear that at all. That sounds like that sounds like something from Fifth Element that they cut out. It's like Luke song was like, And then the spam packet. And then Bruce Willis throws the spam packet. Yeah. <laughs> and then it attaches to Chris Tucker's chest. In a, in a rare spat of editing in that <laughs> yeah, film. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're like, look, I don't know, Luke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So someone actually managed to get Luke to cut something out. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> so there's also... Some squid called vampire squid. Ah, yeah. Okay. And so even though they're called squids, these guys are actually more closely related to octopuses. How closely related are they to vampires? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Their naming is actually one of the more significant disappointments in my life. (laughs) Um, So unlike most octopuses, these vampire squids have a lot of webbing between their arms. So if you imagine octopus arms, but then imagine they have a bunch of webbing... Between them to almost look like a, like a coat or something like that. Like a cloak. Yeah. Right? That's one of the reasons why they're called vampire squids. Right. Because of like, uh, I don't know, Dracula's coat or some <laughs> shit. Right? And then they also have these kind of crazy looking sort of fleshy spikes on the inner side of like their arms and webbing. Cool. Which is mainly just to look cool. Like it's uh, it's it's sort of like a deterrent to predators. Wow, really? When they get freaked out, is they'll flip inside out. Oh! And when they do that, their sort of spikes are pointed out, but their spikes are like fleshy; they're not like bone or anything.
1: So the literal purpose is just to freak people out. Yeah, like it doesn't hurt you or anything. No. Oh, what are the <laughs> so the so and you said the spikes are fleshy, so they're not even really like. Painful spikes.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, wow. th- they don't have bone or anything in them. Dude, yeah. that's crazy.
1: <laughs> and
0: uh, their eyes look red sometimes and blue other times. And their skin is sort of a reddish brownish to sometimes black color. And so, for all of those reasons, they're called vampire squids.
1: Sure. So, they're like, they're bitch ass vampires.
0: Yeah, they don't suck blood.
1: This would be a great episode of what we do in the shadows, where, like, the guys go to the beach at night, right? Uh (laughs) And then, like, two lovers at the beach canoodling get, like, killed by a vampire squid or something. And it's, like, a Cthulhu-style vampire, so it's kind of a squid and kind of a vampire. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because under normal circumstances, it would be impossible to get killed by a vampire squid, because they basically eat plankton. Right, oh. like they eat marine snow kind of stuff. Sure. Which we also talked about in our Extremophile right. episode. Right, dead shit floating. Right, dead stuff floating down into the darkness area where the vampire squids live. They
1: basically have what? The vampire squid in this episode just gets beached because that happens sometimes. And then it gets stuck by a syringe left in a New Jersey beach. <laughs> and so they like take care of it for a second. And then it gets to eat on something that's not just marine snow. Because he just has to eat dead things. Right. But now it gets to eat living blood sure so so for the most part the way that they
0: eat is they have these little thin filaments coming off their body that just like sit in the water okay and marine snow will fall and occasionally touch the filament and then they'll sort of drag the filament in and kind of nibble on whatever bullshit is on it and otherwise they'll just like float around not do anything fucking welfare squids dude (laughs) okay
1: feeding (laughs) feeding off the refuse of society man
0: so, yeah, the, they just mostly hang out. The vampire part is really unearned, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, it makes it sound like
1: they're really dope. It's but just because they're kind of cool looking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Well, vampires aren't real, you know, so... Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> At least vampire bats are, like, sucking blood, though, right? Or licking blood. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing, though. are kind of like, nap nap They're not really that cool, either.
0: All right. Uh, Last chunk of dudes. Okay. okay is bobtail squids. And bobtail squids are decapods, you know, so they are like other squids, but they're not right. really in one of the couple of really big orders of squids. They're kind of in their own little branch.
1: Right. And they're these little tiny cephalopods. I saw these dudes in the Long Beach Aquarium. Oh, cool. Stacy found new love for me because they were so <laughs> cute. <laughs> you just
0: sort of because you were standing nearby, it worked out? I got osmosized. Ah, nice. Nice. So they have these little tiny organs that they house bacteria in. And these bacteria are able to make light. So they kind of set off this bioluminescence, right? Woo! And the bobtail squids will actually feed these bacteria carbs and proteins and shit to make sure that the bacteria keep producing this light.
1: There's just... What does that even mean? Is this like slathers carbs and protein on his skin? So into these organs like it's it's not even just on the
0: surface. They're they're like actual little houses for the bacteria to live in. That's cool. And it's because they actually use this light that the bacteria produce for a really specific purpose. It actually makes the squids harder to see. That's cool. So a lot of times when we think about bioluminescence, it's like lighting them up. You think that makes them easier to see or whatever, right? But actually the way that they use the lighting is to obscure their shadow from underneath from, that's
1: cool yeah so
0: when they're kind yeah. of hanging out in the ocean and it's like there's moonlight or something coming right down, right from underneath them you can see their shadow normally but they use the light to sort of diffuse away their shadow
1: so it's harder to see dude we should do that like we should get little packets of bioluminescent stuff on our skin okay and like give it some some cocoa butter uh-huh some 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 cashew butter okay for what? Do it. What do you mean? Because <laughs> that would be fucking Coachella, bro. Oh, you're just about for fun. <laughs> like Burning Man. For, for,
0: sure. like for yeah. awesome rays. Yeah, I think we should do it. That sounds like fun. But yeah, the thing about this organ is it actually filters the light that the bacteria make so that the light is more similar to moonlight. Oh, that's cool. And it has what, what are basically like little tiny mirrors almost that'll kind of diffuse the light out, so it doesn't look like little points of light, right? Because they're little organs, and they got little bacteria in them. So instead of looking like points of light, it kind of diffuses it out, so it just, you know, otherwise they would be really noticeable against the moonlight. So yeah, basically these organs work like really sophisticated light organs to make it so that they can hide their shadow.
1: Bam. Well guys, there's literally nothing else interesting about all these fucking animals we've done the whole gambit we've talked about jet propulsion jpl right we've talked about bioluminescence and new strange conspiracies about camouflage the government's after you what the fuck (laughs) did we say any of those all right all right well i guess it's just it's on my mind because uh the atlantic i think just did a big feature on conspiracy theories and it's so dumb because it's like What, did you guys just realize this was, like, the first third party in America was the anti-Masonic party, you know? Like, that's, like, the greatest American tradition is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, but yes, we are done with this episode. (laughs) I agree with you on that front. Big fin squids!
0: Yeah, so, if you know, if we didn't talk about your favorite cephalopod... Too
1: bad! (laughs) Well, (laughs) tweet at Sean.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. Please tweet at me, at Dish Podcast, or you can email us at peterdishpod at gmail dot com. We should thank Stacy Song, our soundboard and
1: engineer... Brian Allen, our art man, and you guys should check out on Twitter yep. our cool, sexy little animated thing. Our cousin Griffin Allen did that. You should check it out. It's really awesome. Griffin was on an episode with us. Oh, yeah. Vaping, right? Our contributor,
0: Griffin Allen, did it. So yeah. check that out. Yeah, it's beautiful. You can toss us a buck a month or so if you want to support us at patreon.com petridish And please rate and review us. Wherever you are getting this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser.com slash Petri Dish, we would really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Ich benign science. See you next time.